Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure that Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! Hi. Oh, you're looking at me. You waiting for something? No. No? <laughs> I just need to apologize. It took me so long to get in here today. I'm sorry. That's okay. I've just been sitting here for an hour and a half waiting for you. <laughs> sorry. Ready? Yeah. Chip chip o ruahim belessa mea. Chip chip o ruahim belessa mea. Chip chip o ruahim belessa mea. Chip chip o ruahim. A ruahim belessa mea. Now. I, I fumbled that a bit. I was I very to, impressed. I had to reach back to my bar mitzvah past. Well, that was going to be my question. This episode. That's relevant to this episode. I'm not just doing a random chip chipper. <laughs> I'm not just doing that singing the Hava Nagila for the heck of it. Although I could. Who knows? So this episode, Mazel Tina, does it bring you back to your bar mitzvah? I have so many things to say about this episode and thoughts that remind me of my youth from this episode. <laughs> okay. But before we get into that, should we play a little Bob pun or Max pun? Let's do it. Got, Are they I themed? Got, uh, you got Texan. I got Texan there. I don't know if I'm just like talking to you too it's much. It's because we were watching Dr. Death and that set in Dallas. I love how every time we record, we're watching something completely tonally different than Bob's and like new and dark. Yeah. <laughs> and we can't not mention it. Anyway, Dr. Death is very disturbing. It's the complete opposite of Bob's Burgers. Yep. Um, these just puns, as twisted. These puns are not themed. I thought about doing bar mitzvah themed stuff, but I don't think Bob has many. Yeah, that would just be me guessing you and winning. They, they're running the restaurant and all in this episode, so right. there's no burgers on the burgers of the day. Let's do a classic game of Max Pun or Bob Pun then. It's actually called Bob Pun or Max Pun. Okay, <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. Dock me five points. You are. Yeah, I, I'm definitely winning in the point system, whatever the point system is on this podcast. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for your first pun? I am. Okay. 
I'm a, I'm mad at you now, so I'm just going to beat you. Like physically? No, no, no. no. Oh. Beat you in this game. Oh, okay. I'm not going to pretend to let you win. Okay. All right, hit me with some burger puns. The Chili Wonka burger. It's supposed to be Willy Wonka. I got it. I got <laughs> it. Um, Bob. Yes. Ready for your next one? Yep. The Serrano Mr. N- <laughs> the more Mr. Nice Guy? The Yes. <laughs> the Serrano more Mr. Nice Guy burger. Max. That's hard to say. Wow. Yes. How'd mm-hmm. you know? Because you love Serrano's. I do love Serrano's. You're like, Tell the folks at home how much I love eating Serrano's by themselves. Okay. He, this is your like most like braggy thing about you is like, you're like, I'll just eat pasta and then chomp on a Serrano. And I, it, it irks me because you just spent all this time like cooking a pasta dish and you can't even enjoy the pasta because your mouth's probably on fire. Oh, it adds to it all. It's delicious. Okay. Next. The no plant, this, these are hard to say. The no plantain, no gain burger. You. Yes. And your final pun is the IP the fifth burger. Not like your NP, like the vegetable P. Yeah. Unless Louise got to the board. She might have written written the wrong P up there. That's true. Bob? Max. Damn it, I was going to say that. And that's it. Another right. fun fun round of Bob Pun or Max Pun. All right. Shall we transport back to 13 years old when every weekend was an invitation to a bar mitzvah? Is that what your or bar bat mitzvah? Is that what your life was like? Look, we're going to get into that. Let me tell you. Oh, can we get into it now? No, we got to get into uh, Okay. you telling us... The title and synopsis okay. for season four, episode 13, which I just realized, 13. 13, Becoming um, a Woman. Can we have those, please, Skylar? The title is Mazel Tina. When Tina isn't invited to Tammy's bat mitzvah, she suggests that Bob should be Tammy's sixth caterer so she can at least get close to the biffos, boys from other schools. On the big day, Louise convinces Tammy's party planner to quit, and Tammy recruits Tina to take over, which is a big mistake. When Tammy gets trapped in her papier-mâché head, obviously, Tina not only stands in as the party planner, but the party girl herself. This episode came out on March 16th, 2014. It was written by Holly Schlesinger and directed by Brian Loschiavo. Is that a new name, do we think? Yeah, I don't think we've seen him yet. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of fun facts for you. Do we want to hit the fun facts or do we want to talk about the episode as a whole? Let's talk about the episode. You can sprinkle in those fun facts if they fit or we'll just get to those after we talk about this episode. Okay. I love this episode. I love this episode too. For the reasons we've been talking about, it brings me back to my childhood. Yeah. Um, Like you said... Turn thirteen around twelve thirteen. You go you go into one of these babies uh, <laughs> every weekend, pretty much when you're Jewish, and even if you're not Jewish, yep, at that age, it's true. Um, I had one. You had a blowout. I had a blowout. I had I had. That's probably the last birthday I actually celebrated. When I think about it, 
it's just you're too old it got too depressing that was yeah that's that's you become a man and then it's like that's enough of that yeah life's over downhill from there exactly um all right so let's play a game of how many facts does skylar remember about your bat mitzvah it my bar mitzvah bar mitzvah bar for boy bot for, for girl. girl uh benet when you have two uh gendered siblings Oh. And I'm not sure what it is now if uh, there isn't a gender. That's super interesting. Very interesting. We should look that up. Mm-hmm. Yours was either Eagles themed or music theme. Each table had a different band associated with each table. Just want to be clear that it wasn't like Eagles, like uh, I, I love the bird, <laughs> and every table was like a different, like there was the bald eagle, and there was like, you know. Hot. Yeah. Um, and also want to be clear that it was not the Philadelphia Eagles either, and it wasn't like. It was the band. The band, the Eagles, which is very embarrassing. Why? Oh, That's so cool. No. Um, so it was music. It was music themed. So bar mitzvahs typically and bat mitzvahs had like themes at their the receptions and the tables were all named. So yeah. You know what table you're going to. And yeah, I think the head table, my table was the Eagles at the time because I love the Eagles. And Tammy's theme is Tammy. Yes. Which is fantastic. Makes sense. And um, now I'm a little upset I didn't just go with Max and get a big paper, <laughs> paper mache head of myself. For this thing. Well, speaking of Tammy. Or Don Henley or Joe Walsh from the Eagles. Oh, that'd be cool. I mean, a paper mache head is going to up up a p- any party. It's true. Um, so speaking of Tammy's theme. Tammy's theme sounds like a like an indie music, like a score. <laughs> like there's, an, there's Tammy's a movie. Theme. Yeah, Tammy's Dun, theme. Na, na, na. <laughs> um, so she, there's this like montage video of her playing before she takes the stage to introduce herself and her theme. Um, and do you, you should know the answer to this because you heard me doing my research, but do you know what this video was a parody of? No. She has a hat on, uh-huh. has a flower. No. You made a comment about it a few hours ago when I was researching. I have no idea. It is a parody of Blossom. Oh, that's why you were listening to Blossom. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I actually didn't know this sitcom, but I would have loved it. I, I watched the trailer. Tell me. I grew up on Blossom. It was Tell uh, us Maya what Bialik it is. was the the lead. She was actually on the Big Bang Theory. And her brother was Joey Lawrence, who became like a teen heartthrob. My older sister was in love with him. And his like catchphrase was, whoa. What? He was, he was like a himbo. Oh, really? Yeah. What is he that was, like, really noise, stupid. though? That was just his like, he say, he'd say, whoa, when things got like. Can you do it again? Whoa. Okay. So there'd be like a crazy scene and he'd be like, whoa. Yeah. Very <laughs> what a ca- What a catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I did not get that. Yeah. So she had the hat on, which is pretty iconic. And yeah. it's like kind of like coming of age. The opening credits to Blossom were like, it was kind of, uh, I don't want to say this show, but it is part of sitcom history, the Cosby show, where it was just mm, the people just from like antics, the family members dancing, like kind of like on a white background. Yeah. Oh, got it. Got it. And she danced with each member of the family. Got as it. Their credits came out. 
But I love it. She's just dancing with herself. She's like, no one else is important in this video. Yeah. Just me. Um, So you told me to kind of gently weave in the fun facts. So I'm just trying to do my best. What I want to say is that Tammy, it's to an extreme that it's like, because Tammy is like obsessed with herself and thinks she's the greatest person. But most bar and bat mitzvahs, it's a celebration of this kid's life. And it is very like. Ego based. yeah, Yeah, it is. Because I know that we showed like a slideshow and we you make everyone sit down and you watch this slideshow and it's all about, it was all my life and people in my life. I don't and- think there's any, like, I think that's beautiful. I think it's great to reflect. I don't know how much you can reflect at 13. I think it's more exciting to like see yourself up on a screen. But do you, I'm getting like major Bridezilla vibes from Tammy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, she's she's an extreme situation. Do you think, because you and I just got engaged, we're not going to do a wedding, and the list why we don't actually want a wedding keeps growing and growing, Um, and part of it is just, like, it's a lot of money for this, like, one-time event, and you get, like, carried away. Like, you, well, if you get this, then you need this. Do you ever feel like... With Barabat Mitzvahs, that sometimes the focus of this like beautiful like coming of age ceremony becomes more about a party. Yeah, and to sh- and show and showing off and trying to like top others if you can. And but the thing is, with a wedding, you're the adults. You're planning it as a kid. You don't care about any of that stuff. It is all about you, and you don't. It's your parents who have to be concerned about all of that stuff. So it's yeah, it's a much better experience. As opposed to Tammy, who seems to be so busy trying to make sure things go her own way that she doesn't seem to be enjoying herself that much. Not at all. And then she gets locked in the the head. She doesn't even get... With poor Louise. Poor Louise. Um, Louise was just trying to prank the bat mitzvah with a little guacamole snot. So funny. And that is a huge bowl of guacamole. Like, that brings like the inner child out in me i'm like my problem let's make a ginormous bowl of guacamole i agree although if it's a communal bowl i don't know about that huge right yeah it makes me a little nervous and also my one problem with it Mm -hmm. is that guacamole doesn't flow the way snot flows so if you're gonna pour guacamole out of a a paper yeah. Look, just listen to me, folks. If you have plans in the future to pour guacamole out of a large paper mache head of a of the person's parties you're at, I'm sure we all have that. Yeah, out of the nose scheduled. hole. Yeah, um, it's not going to flow like it did mm-hmm. in this cartoon. Mm-hmm. You might want to try something a little bit more flowy than guacamole. Guacamole is very thick. Well, it didn't work. That's the thing. Well, but it flowed enough. Well, she would need like a spoon, or she'd need to use her hand to get it out. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it was a little too flowy. The other problem I have with the guacamole bowl is... Don't waste guacamole. Well, definitely don't waste guacamole. Do you know how expensive avocados are now? But that's a huge bowl, and I would rather you replenish it with fresh guacamole. Don't you think that's going to brown? Like, I'm not sure how I feel about guacamole sitting out for, like, hours. Yeah, I don't... I don't. Like I said, I don't like the huge uh, communal bowl of guacamole yeah. not sitting on ice even oh you want it on ice i don't know I mean, that i want it cold guacamole. okay Just well let's move on from the guacamole the other problem that we had with this episode 
keep in mind, we love this episode, was that who was not in attendance? This was a big one for me. Mm-hmm. I turned to Skylar when we were watching it and I went, Jocelyn isn't even here. Jocelyn was not there. Jocelyn and Tammy eventually only appear together. It feels like it's we still haven't 100%. gotten to that point. They're, I guess they're not like a duo yet. And it upsets me that we get, you know, we get Zeke, we get Jimmy Pesto Jr., we get some of these other kids, and there's no Jocelyn to be found in this entire episode. She would have been fantastic in this, but it actually does work because they haven't established their best friendship yet. And I figured out what episode that happens in, and it's coming up. Okay, good. So close to the end of season four, the kind of bring it on-esque episode, gene it on, that is when their friendship solidifies. So moving on from then, I think we're going to see them a lot more and we can bring back my franchise did jocelyn make you laugh in this episode oh, i can't wait i yeah. miss her so much so the whole family is there thanks to tina mm-hmm. who decided that bob would cater with little sliders but everyone goes off and does their own thing and gene is left alone <laughs> to uh, i guess prep gene gene wants to go off and do his own thing but somehow gene gets stuck at the bob's burgers yeah. table and doesn't know how to prepare the burgers after all this time. Yeah. So he's, he's serving, serving raw. raw. Yeah. He, I, at, at least he puts them on the bun and stuff. I think he got the toothpicks there too. Yeah. And he gives them to Zeke and tells him to run them under hot water to <laughs> cook like, it. So, it's like sous vide. And Zeke's okay with that. Of he's actually he thrilled about it. So I love this episode. I love that it wasn't just like Tina there and that the whole family got to be there. I loved... Um, Linda going booth to booth as you turned to me yesterday. You're like, that is you. That would be you. Yeah. If we were catering, I would lose you to the other tables, I think. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, and she keeps saying crepe underneath her breath. I think, I think I've definitely <laughs> experienced that with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is like a lovely episode and clearly, um, Bob's burgers really liked this episode because this is the episode they chose to submit to the Emmys. Oh. And it ended up winning. Really? And it was their first win. Wow. This episode. I was a little, um, I think this season is really good. I was like a little surprised this is the episode they went with. Um, Maybe it's because it's it's the industry. There's a lot of Jewish people in the industry. They figured a lot of. I'm sure there is. So much that goes into picking what episode. So I'm I'm sure that could be part of it. Yeah. I mean, it was also like a little outlandish with the like head and the like. And I think that is a it, great part of Bob's. And maybe they wanted to showcase kind of a little bit of their weirder parts. And it's also good. It's kind of a good standalone episode. I feel like you can watch this one mm-hmm. having not watched any other Bob's Burgers mm-hmm. and kind of get it and enjoy it and laugh about it. Totally. We actually, Max's aunt was in town and she like really wanted to listen to the podcast, but she was like, I need to watch an episode so I can understand the podcast. And we chose, because I love the Thanksgiving episodes, we just released an episode and we chose Turkey in a Can. And it's one of my favorite episodes, but sitting there watching it, with her, this is like her first experience with Bob's. I was like, I think we chose the wrong one. They're like not in the restaurant. 
She was laughing a lot, though. Yeah, but it, I think what I'm trying to say is when you're trying to show someone something in a standalone sense, like you really do have to be strategic about which you show, like which shows the world in an encapsulated episode. Which episode of Bob's credits would you send to people to nominate us? I have no idea. I really liked our slumber party episode. Okay, we can send the slumber party one. Okay. For your consideration, ladies and gentlemen. For our Webby. For our Webby. Please nominate us for the Webby and any other podcast awards. We don't even know. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Any other fun facts before we get into the end credits here? Okay, so we have three new characters on the show. Um, I'm not sure if they come back, but we have um, Mrs. and Mr. Larson, which are Tammy's parents. And so David Herman, who's the voice of Marshmallow, voices Tammy's dad. He's also Mr. Frond. Uh, Oh, right. Um, And then her mother is voiced by Julie Klausner. So then we have Aunt Frida, who's really important to the credits. And she is voiced by H. John Benjamin, who we know from Miss LeBons and Bob and Jimmy Pesto Jr. And she does sound a lot like it's it's pretty much the same voice as Miss LeBons. It feels like yeah, to me. yeah, totally. It's that, that high. I'm I'm Aunt Frida. I've smoked oh, <laughs> a while. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I have a few little fun tidbits. So, um, Tammy's bat mitzvah is held at the Sunset Hotels, which is actually the same hotel um, that hosted Jean's tablescaping competition. <laughs> Oh, okay. Isn't that I loved, yeah. loved his scaping, tablescaping competition. Um, and then um, the dialogue between Louise and Janet. Janet is also a new character. Janet is the party planner. And Louise kind of convinces her to go after her dreams and quit. They're talking through these headsets. And apparently a lot of that dialogue was improvised between the two. Oh, that's great. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah. I love little facts like that. Do you remember or have any guesses about what the band's name was who played at Tammy's Bat Mitzvah? Uh, I feel like I saw this or they announced it during the episode, but I can't remember. Klesbians. Klesbians. Which is a play on klezmer, a type of Jewish music, and lesbians. Oh, okay. Interesting. Cool. Um, So those are my fun facts. Should we jump into the credits? Yes, we absolutely should. So we have at the very end, the last moment is the entire Belcher clan kind of standing on the side of the dance floor at Tammy's Bat Mitzvah. And let's see what they have to say. Sorry we left you, Gene. I'm not. It was easy. You make it seem so difficult. Once you stop using the grill, it's best. For my bat mitzvah, I just want a gift certificate. Louise, you're not getting a bat mitzvah. I know, because I'm getting a gift certificate. Mazel tov, Tammy. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to stop it there because, first of all, the music playing in the background, if you aren't Jewish, if you haven't been to a bar bat mitzvah, if you haven't been to a Jewish wedding, if you haven't been to... Any kind of Jewish celebration, that is the Havana being played in the background, which is one of the first modern Jewish folk songs in the Hebrew language. Thank you, Wikipedia. Thank you, Max. You're welcome. We're going to be hearing a lot of it here. Now, is this song 
This isn't the chair dance. It is. It is. Yeah. So you typically just get in a circle and you do the horo, which is a specific yes. type of dance where you dance in a circle, hold hands, sometimes put your arms around shoulders of the mm-hmm. people next to you. Uh, it's very uh, not COVID friendly, I'd say. <laughs> That's the only thing and on your mind these be, days. Yeah. There should be no bar bat mitzvah uh, horrors going on currently or in the Noted. near future probably. But yeah, it's you, you You know this song. It happens at any of these celebrations. Yes, the person celebrating, you're celebrating, whether it's a wedding or a bar bat mitzvah, gets put in a chair as long as, as, as well as their family members typically, mm-hmm. and they're lifted overhead. Okay, cool. And sometimes people fall off the chairs, and sometimes there's mishaps, and sometimes people hit the ceiling, if you, you remember from The Office. No, I don't. Isn't there an episode of The Office... I think they put Michael on the chair for a reason, and they all lift him, and he goes to the ceiling. <laughs> I do remember the, it. Like, the, the little foam ceiling. Yeah. I I feel like Michael was like, put himself in the chair and was like, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. And then he was upset because one of them lifted him too high. I He's like, oh. Yeah. oh, it's all like in my head. That's great. Um, so what I like about them using, using this is that it was time for the horror when the episode ended i believe because they had um ladies choice dance and then the horror was supposed to follow um so i feel because we do get this music coming into the credit so i do feel like it's a continuation a little bit um which i like yes but if i'm going to be critical as a jewish person uh-huh the horror is usually in and Havana Gila is usually played very early on. Mm. It's one of the first things, I think, at the reception. Oh, that's interesting. You get everyone going. You get everyone out on the dance floor. It's before you eat Is that stuff. a good icebreaker? Because I feel like if you're like shy 13-year-olds, I'm not sure I would be horror ready. Like, it, wh- is, it is a good icebreaker. You kind of have no choice, especially if you're one of those people that's, uh, I'm not going to get up. And you have a, to. And there's a circle going around. A lot of people like th- toss their hand out to grab yeah. people who are sitting. You're like, oh, here we go. And then you get out of your shell. And you're like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> Living my or best. You're, you're, you're Jimmy like, Jr. You're like, don't yeah. tell me not to or dance, Or you're the complete opposite. You're like, I hate my life. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait for this to be over. It could go either way. It Have really you ever been put up in the chair? Yeah. At your bar mitzvah? I, yeah, at my bar mitzvah. Hell yeah. I was looking forward to it. I feel like we... I feel like you're afraid of heights now. You won't go on like a carousel with me. Or a what, but Ferris I do go wheel. on carousels with you. A f- Ferris oh, wheel. Oh, yeah, I do go on Ferris wheels with you. Carousels you said that so on, bravely. Yeah, You're like, like, I go on carousels get, with you. I get on that little ceramic horse and ride around in a circle. <laughs> How dare you? What's as Tina's? As long as I belt myself in, I'm fine. <laughs> Seatbelt. <laughs> What's Tina's um, horse? Mr. Goiter. Mr. Goiter. <laughs> um, Max got a Mr. Goiter toy for biscuit and it was like the uh, it's like the broken neck the and goiter yeah, yeah the goiter. it was it was anyway he he destroyed that thing in he had maybe, it for a day yeah like two and a half minutes yeah it lasted no more mr goiter which no is appropriate more. to that episode yeah um okay serrano mr goiter huh serrano mr goiter serrano more mr goiter <laughs> I, I ruined the pun and I ruined the pun I was again. like, jalapeno, Mr. Goiter? <laughs> I was trying to do a callback and I ruined it. <laughs> okay. Um, let's go to the credits. Okay. So, as you said, the Hava Nagila 
goes into the credits and what do we see? All right, we just see classic kitchen scene. We have... It's been a while since we've been in the classic kitchen, I think. Mm, no? I feel like the magician episode. We oh, were, you're right. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, so we have Tina and Louise prepping and Bob cooking, and we have there's something peeking out in the window, but we're not sure From what it right is. From the right side. From yeah. the right side. And we immediately... We already kind of heard this, but... Um, Tina is the one singing. She's singing the words to the Hava Nagila. Yes, which is appropriate because she took over Tammy's bat mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Let's see what else happens here. Okay, what happened there? Not much, but... Not much. From right of the window to the left of the window... We get Aunt Frida in her green dress with her arms up, doing a, a shoulder shimmy, crossing the window. She has bubby arms, is what I would call them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, every Jewish person... Look, I'm sorry if this is a stereotype or if this is inappropriate, but it's in this cartoon. <laughs> so it clearly is something that we see on a lot of bubbies. It's a little like loose um, fat under... Uh, it's it's like every Jewish grandmother has this these arms. It's so it's so true. That's why it's so funny in this. Um, it I think that it was it was very highlighted in the episode. Yeah, for like they sure. Just, they just wiggle while they. they yeah. They, the uh, grandmas hold their hands up in the air and dance, and they this this jiggly arms underneath because they're like in their dress, so their arms are shown, and like they're it's. It, it reminds me of my grandma. I'll say that much. <laughs> That's and, amazing. Yeah. Any, any, it's a visceral callback. You remember it. Yeah. I think it's really well done. It is well done. I'm I just like, I work for a bunch of brands that are about women aging and in, in aging in an empowered way. And it's hard for me because um, th- women are so self-conscious of their arms and we get people DMing like, I don't want to wear short sleeves anymore. So it's like, I know I'm going to be this woman one day, and so I'm going to re I'm going to recall this. And um, what am I saying? Uh, You're going to be a bubby. I guess I'm more concerned. What age do you think? I had a great conversation with um, a friend who's in her 50s. She doesn't dance at weddings anymore because she feels like she has crossed the cool line. What age? That's how I felt. I feel like. After 13. Yeah. I feel like I love dancing at weddings, but I think in the past couple years, I have, I am more on the, um, your mom trying to be cool dancing side of things now. Yeah. I've never been a good dancer. I'm very awkward and uncomfortable. Um, so I never felt that way. I don't think. All right. I remember even at my bar mitzvah, like you have like, a DJ or something like that. And sometimes you have like dance dancers that come with like this. And I love this party that. group. Yeah. That you hired. And the, they pulled me on like to do like certain dance moves. And I'm like, Oh God, I look like an idiot. I know it. Oh, Oh. And we're so <laughs> self-conscious at 13. It's like every single move you can like feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely not self-conscious now. <laughs> <laughs> You're so fun at weddings though. So I am. 
Oh as my long God, as you're so fun. Take me to a wedding where I don't know anyone. I'm good to go. Okay, cool. <laughs> and when I don't have to talk to anyone. I know. That's the best. Yeah. It's the best. When you're, when you're like put at the like, we had to invite them table and like, it's totally fine because you just get to stay on the periphery. You don't have to. Anyway. Okay. So bubby arms. Bubby arms. That's what I'm going to call them for the rest of this. I think that's great. This episode. Um, I'm sorry if that's offensive to anyone. I'm sorry if uh, my bubby's listening to this. She's not. She passed away. Um, I'm sorry Rest if other people's, other, other people's bubbies are listening to this. Um, but You know what? Those arms would be so lovely just be mm, wrapped up in. There's something comforting about them as well. Yes. Um, so some of these lyrics, just for those of you that don't know, it's uh, Tina singing Hava Nagila, Hava Nagila. Uh, I, part- I apologize on my pronunciation. Uh, for any of this stuff, Hava Nagila Venishmeha, Hava Naraneha, and that's repeated. And then it's Urahim, Urahim, Urahim Belef Samea, Urahim, Urahim Belef Samea. I'm impressed. And this this all translates to let's rejoice, let's rejoice, let's rejoice and be happy, let's sing, let's sing, let's sing and be happy. Awake, awake, my brothers, awake, my brothers with a happy heart. Awake my brothers, awake my brothers with a happy heart. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, it's not a bad song. Um, I'm very impressed by Tina at the beginning of this episode. I don't think she even knew what a bat mitzvah was. And now she is just like... She's mastered the Havanagila. Yeah. Um, all right. Shall we keep watching the credits? I also want to say that I've always sung the lyrics of the Havanagila when I'm like at a... Uh huh. But I don't ever think I've ever like known the actual pronunciation until I looked it up for this. <laughs> so I was always just kind of like, <laughs> it really helps to look up the lyrics for this episode. Now, Yay. take me to a bar mitzvah right now. Now you have to teach me. No, it- not right now. After COVID. No horror whenever, during COVID. Whenever it's safe, I'm okay. going. Okay. All right. I didn't want to do an outdoor horror, to be honest. Okay. All right. Noted. Play some so nothing's really out of the ordinary the only thing that's been out of the ordinary from our generic credits so far has been aunt frida dancing from left to right in the service window yep we just had bob putting a burger onto the plate that uh louise was preparing her putting it in the window and linda coming to the window to grab the plate to deliver it yep going old school we have to assume that she's delivering that burger to someone so someone's in the restaurant well maybe it's aunt frida's in the restaurant oh they brought aunt frida home from <laughs> fr- they brought aunt frida from the um bat mitzvah because gene was like i want a bubby i want a bubby oh gene would love bubbies yes um and they're bringing they're giving her a burger and she's just allowed to dance while tina's singing you know tammy didn't appreciate frida no so the belchers can appreciate frida yeah okay i love this and Aunt Frida is making another appearance. I just let that play through because we get one more, as I said, one more appearance of Aunt Frida. Now she's dancing from left to right. So she's dancing around the restaurant, doing her thing, um, bubby arms all over the place. And everything else is the same. Is just the normal generic sequence. Now, I have to sneeze and then I have a thought. Okay. Hey! Oh! I might keep that one in because you hit the mic. <laughs> okay. You slammed it in the mic. 
It's a very violent sneeze. <laughs> okay. So, do you think Tina is like high off her, <laughs> technically, her bat mitzvah and she's singing and prepping and Frida's like, oh yeah, get it, Tina. And so she stands up from her booth and starts dancing. Yeah. I think that's fair. Her bo- Tina's body isn't moving, so I don't think she really is singing. I think this is overplayed, but no. I, I like that idea. Don't you think that's exactly how Tina would sing something? Would just be like, <laughs> still? Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I think she could totally be singing it. And I think what makes it so good is Tina's a horrible singer and always monotone, a little off-key, classic Tina, and it's wonderful. Yeah, which is this song is sung by a lot of people off-key. At bar and bat mitzvahs. Yeah. People can't sing it. Yeah. I mean, same with happy birthday. Worst song ever. Worst song ever. It. We can replace replace happy birthday with Hava Nagila if you ask me. I hate happy no birthday. No one song. Don't likes get me it. No one likes it being sung to them. No one likes singing it. I don't want to be sung to. Max I, I doesn't want you even to say happy birthday. Let me tell you something. Tell me. We, Skylar and I both have mentioned, I think, on the podcast that we've waited table. We both waited tables many years of our lives, I purposely chose a place to apply to be a server originally that did not require its employees to sing the happy birthday song. <laughs> that I is the did, most maxing that's how I badly have ever I not, heard. That's how badly I did not want to serve. I, I did not want to sing the happy birthday song. Nothing made me happier than someone ordering the dessert, the like birthday dessert, uh-huh. and me just dropping it off and saying, <laughs> take your happy dessert. birthday. And walking away. <laughs> Monotone letting, happy letting birthday. Sing if they wanted to sing. Oh, I don't want to be sung to at a restaurant either. No. Okay. Okay. So the final thing is that we get Gene in his burger costume coming in at the very end from right to left. And those are the end credits. How do you feel about him? Going to be maybe some of my lower scoring end credits in a while. So when we finished watching yesterday, I turned to you and I said, I have thoughts. Okay. And well, this is the... Highlights, lowlights, this, this is the place for it. Tell me. Um, I was just like, no. I was completely underwhelmed when we watched yesterday. I like it a little bit more now that we've discussed it. And, you know, I loved hearing about your Bubby memories. I loved that um, we're now assuming that the family took her home. Like, I, I kind of love, I like it more, but it's not one of my favorites. What about you? Yeah, I feel like there may have been some other stuff that could have been pulled from the episode into the end credits that would have been a little bit more fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was if it's something Tammy related. I don't know if it's maybe like the head being lowered in the background in the service window with mm-hmm. like uh, guacamole slowly oozing out of the nose or something like that while... Um, <laughs> I do like one of, one of my highlights is just the continuation of the song from the last yes. scene into the end credits Agreed. and then Tina singing it. I do like yeah. that a lot. And if it was just the music without Tina singing it, it wouldn't be as fun. Right. And I do like when it is so simple and they pick one thing and it's so satisfying and pays off. That wasn't this for me. I got gotcha. you. I'm with you. Does that make sense? Do yeah. you know when they just pick one thing and it's so simple, you're like, yes, they nailed it. Yeah. It's easy for us to say like, oh. That's not what we're doing. It's yeah. just like, we love we love all the Bob end credits. We do. 
Yeah. But we're, we have to rank them. A, we've created a podcast where we score them, and some are just not going to be as good as others. Mm-hmm. So that being said, are you ready to score? Yes. We score on a scale of 1 to 10 H's at the end of Tina's A. Uh, Skylar, what are you going to give these end credits? 5.5. Okay. What are you going to give them? I'm going to give them a 5. Okay. H's. All right. Yeah. 5.25. One of our lower ones, I'd say. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yep. But that's that. That's that. Sorry if that's underwhelming for some of you out there. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please follow us on uh, social media. Bob's credits all across the board. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Bob's credits. We've got bonus episodes going up currently. They're really good. Just, we're having fun over there. We're, we're having doing fun. Extra stuff. There's some Bob stuff. There's some Bob's like adjacent stuff. And I just recommend it. If you enjoy listening to these episodes and want a little bonus, join us on Patreon for some of the fun stuff going on over there. Extra podcast episodes. Yes. Um, leave us a review. It helps us out. It makes us feel good. We need our egos fed as much as Tammy does. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you want to say to the folks at home, Skylar, before we get out of here? I got nothing. You got nothing? Stay guacamole. Oh, I like that. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next time. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.